Well, this morning I want to share with you about uh, giving a new song of thanksgiving. And uh, I always like how God can orchestrate, guide us, lead us, and even into the songs that were sung here today. Uh, I think you'll see how well that they go along with what we're going to be talking about and giving this new song of thanksgiving. And uh, we're going to read a number of verses here this morning. And then we're going to be just uh, sticking with those verses. Uh, Psalm 107. Psalm 107 is what I'd like to read. And uh, going to be a little bit longer reading this morning. Uh, we're going to read the first 31 verses. So Psalm 107, starting at verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless, hungry, thirsty. They nearly died. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. And that is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell and no one was there to help them. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze. He cut apart their bars of iron. Some were fools. They rebelled and they suffered for their sins. They couldn't stand the thought of food. And they were knocking on death's door. Lord, help, they cried, and their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about the glorious acts. Some went off to sea in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power and action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wits' end. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was the stillness he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you that, Lord, that you are a God that hears our cries for help. Thank you, Lord, that you are listening, that you are watching, and that, Lord, you are ready to help us in our time of need. I thank you that you are an ever-present help in our time of trouble. We just need to call upon you, Lord. And so, Lord, I just pray as we look to your word today that it will be a blessing to each and every one of us, and we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, this morning, I really believe that God is calling us to a new song of thanksgiving to him, that he's asking us to look at ourselves and to look at our responses of late to see where we are with the area of thanksgiving. Are we thanking him like we used to? Are we thanking him like we should? And I really believe that God is wanting to stir up inside of each one of us a spirit of thanksgiving once again. Now, I realize these last few years have not been the best years, and sometimes we allow these seasons to dictate how we respond to life and also how we respond to God. And sometimes without realizing it, it begins to affect us spiritually and begins to affect us spiritually, mentally, in all areas of our life. And sometimes we can find ourselves that we're not thanking him like we used to. Sometimes those circumstances of life, the problems, the difficulties, they may have impacted us more than what maybe we've realized. And I really believe that God is saying, you know, I want to take you back to a place where you start offering their thanksgivings once again unto the Lord. And so as we look at that aspect, how's our thanksgiving? Are we still thankful? Are we still appreciating the love and the mercy of God towards us? Are we still believing that God is good and that he has good things in store for us, even in our world today? Or have we allowed the things of life to get us down, the disappointments, the broken dreams, hopes that have been dashed, the pressure we're facing, uh, circumstances uh, that have come our way, that have robbed us of joy, robbed us of praise, and robbed of a thanksgiving. Has our thanksgiving been suffering in these last few years, in these last season? Maybe in the place that maybe we're doing a little bit more complaining than we're doing thanking. And I really sense that God is saying, I want to give you a new song of thanksgiving. I want to bring you back to that place where thanksgiving begins to rise with each and every one of us. Now, as you read this psalm, uh, it really describes how well, how, how life can affect us negatively and how trying times can put us in a place of despair where, you know, we lack hope, we start to wonder, we start to question. Sometimes we even get angry with God and we start blaming God. And I think the psalmist does very well describing all these areas that affect us in life and that these areas, how they can affect our praise and our thanksgiving. But thankfully, he doesn't linger there. He doesn't linger about the pain. He doesn't linger about the discouragement. But he's encouraging us to open our eyes once again to the goodness and the faithful love of our God and what God can do. And I think maybe that's what we need here today. Maybe we need a reminder to have hope in the Lord, to give thanks unto the Lord, to give uh, uh, the thank him for the blessings that are in our lives, to have a, a change of focus once again, that we might start singing a new song of thanksgiving for what the Lord has done. And I really believe that the Lord is about to do things that is going to cause that, that where we're going to start giving him praise far greater than we've given ever before. And that's what he's desiring, a new song of praise and of thanksgiving that will rise up within us. But this morning, I just want to kind of look at this psalm and look at some of the examples that they give and some of the declarations that the psalmist makes that we might help us to have a perspective change that would help us to come back to a place of a song of thanksgiving 
to rise from our hearts. And so first of all, as you're introduced to this psalm, the psalmist reminds us that God deserves a new song of thanksgiving because he rescues us from the distresses of life. There's a lot of things in life out there that can bring distress in our lives. And and what the psalmist is trying to remind us is that, hey, God likes to come in our midst of distress and give us a new song of praise and of thanksgiving. He rescues us. He delivers us from the distresses of life that come our way. Psalm 107, 4-7. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost, homeless, hungry, thirsty. They nearly died. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Again, there's a lot of things that can cause distress in our lives. And and distress covers a a lot of negative areas that we can experience in life, such as sorrow, misery, suffering, trouble, pain, sickness, weakness, loss of hope, disappointment. And that list can go on and on and on of things that can cause misery to us, that can cause distress. And and as he refers to these areas of uh, distress He's talking about for, for some of the people, to them is like being in a wilderness, uh, not knowing what the future holds, uh, not knowing what the next day is going to take place, and, and that they weren't feeling any hope at all. And, you know, sometimes we can feel like we're in a wilderness where we can feel lost, uh, where things just don't seem to be working out and we're just going in circles and circles and circles and nothing seems to change and we don't feel at home anymore, and we're suffering physically, we're suffering emotionally, financially. Uh, we get to that place where we're hungry, we're thirsty for better things and wanting better things in our lives. But sometimes it just, they don't seem to happen. Sometimes there are seasons in life that can be very difficult, very stressful, and can cause a sense of distress in our lives that can even become critical for us. Something needs to change or We're not sure we're going to make it if things don't change. Well, that's where God comes in. That's where we need to remind it. Have you forgotten who your God is? Do you not remember? Do you not know who your God is? Because, you know, our God is able to come and heal us of our distress. You know, sometimes those seasons can be uh, so critical in our lives, but when God comes in, He rescues us. He delivers us from those things in our lives that are causing all that distress. And so God not just ministers physically, but he ministers emotionally. He ministers spiritually. He he ministers mentally. He is the answer. You know, when we say Jesus is the answer, it's more than just a cliche. It is the truth. Jesus is the answer to your distress today. And if you're finding you're going through life right now and it's just bringing you distress, 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 and you feel like you're in some kind of a wilderness, you're, you're going around in circles and things just don't seem to be working out, you need to realize that your God rescues from distress. And I think God is saying, have you forgotten about that? Have you forgotten that I am the God that can come into those situations and turn them around and I can deliver you from, our, from your distress? That's our God. 
That's our God. He can give us purpose again. He can turn our sadness into joy. He can bring us to that place where life has meaning once again, where there's peace in our lives, where we feel at home, where we feel safe. He can bring us to that place where we feel alive again. See, God doesn't want us to stay in our distress. He wants to come alongside us, and he wants to deliver us and set us free from our distress. That's where God is. That's what we need to remind ourselves of, and we need to start thanking him even in advance and saying, hold it, yeah, life is terrible right now. I'm going through all of this, but hey, I serve a God who rescues from my distress. That's who he is. I'm going to focus on him. I'm going to start looking to him once again because he will rescue me from my distress. And so that's where a new song of thanksgiving can start to arise within us. When we start seeing that happen, that we call on the Lord and the Lord comes alongside of us and he starts to help us and rescue us from our distress. That's our God. That's our God. We need to be reminded of who our God is and what he is able to do in our lives. And as we do that, praise, thanksgiving will start to rise again. Then a second area the psalmist points out to us that not only does our God rescue us from distress, but he brings new satisfaction in our lives. He satisfies our inner thirst and our hunger. He ministers to those deep things in our lives. And again, that's, that's another area as we allow the Lord to do that, praise begins to rise because only he satisfies Psalm 107, 8, 9 says, Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. See, we serve a God that wants to give good gifts to his people. That's what the Bible tells us. We serve a God that wants to give us good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from where? Comes from him. And he's a God that wants to fulfill our thirst uh, that are in our souls, that thirst that sometimes comes from our desires that we have, the longings of our lives. He's the one that can fulfill those thirsts. He's the God that can fill the hungry soul and, and literally provide even, not just spiritually, but physically, even provide the food that we need, the finances we need. And really, he is the only God who can truly satisfy us in life Physically, spiritually, mentally, he is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He's not just a cliche. He really is the answer. And if you're looking for satisfaction in life, there's only one place you're going to find it, and that's in him. Sadly, so often we like to look to so many things of this world to find satisfaction, to fulfill the thirsting, uh, to satisfy longings in our lives. And, and we do all kinds of things of this world. And what happens? Well, it satisfies for a while, but soon it kind of wears off. And God is, I, I'm sure God is just there waiting patiently and saying, well, I told you so. There's only one place that you'll find satisfaction. That is in me, to look to him afresh, to seek him afresh because only he satisfies. He's a good God, and he's, a, he's the one that is responsible for all the good things that are in our lives, and he wants to bring more good things in our lives, more blessings in our lives, more peace in our lives, more contentment, more satisfaction in our lives. You know, God isn't finished with any of us. He is more for us, 
And he is the God that can satisfy your every need. Have we forgotten who our God is? That he is a God who satisfies. Hope in him. Trust in him. Chase after him. Because he is the one who can satisfy every longing of our lives. And as we realize that, you know, start giving thanks. Thank you, God. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, God, I, I was pursuing this, and I started pursuing this thing, that this is going to satisfy. God, God I, I just look to you again because you are my hope. You are my joy. You are my peace. You are the one who satisfies every longing of my heart, and you are worthy of my thanksgiving. And then thirdly, the psalmist goes on to telling us that, you know, we could sing a new song of thanksgiving because our God leads us out of darkness and out of the deepest gloom. Psalm 107, 10 and 14 says, Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, in prison, in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. And that is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell and no one was there to help them. But Lord, help, they cried, and their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped the chains. Now, sometimes the circumstances in life can get the better of us. And we can find ourselves falling into a pit of despair and gloom where all we feel is really darkness all around us. Depression comes. It sets up. And misery becomes our norm when that comes. Sometimes so bad that we feel that we're chained to it, that there is no hope, there's no escape from this misery and from the way I'm feeling right now. And we're experiencing a darkness, a gloom, a discouragement, a depression. It's not very enjoyable in life. And it can feel so bad and, and so terrible that it can even lead us to that place where we contemplate that maybe we should commit suicide because that's, that's all that's left. That's all that's left, we think. Sometimes we even become rebellious. Sometimes we start doing things that we shouldn't be doing, but, you know, we seem to have tried everything else, and so we try rebellion, or we try doing some things of disobedience and uh, start doing things that, you know, are against wise counsel. But, of course, you know, we as humans, we, we know better, of course. We, we know better than what the Bible says. We know better than what God would say. So we think. And as we follow those paths, sometimes, you know, our world can be so dark that we really, we get to that place where people want to take their lives. Maybe you're watching today or maybe you just turn uh, on Facebook to this uh, presentation that we're doing here this morning and that's where you're at. You're at that place where you've given up hope and you're, you're ready to commit suicide. And see, God knows that. And God is the God who will give you hope. God is the God that can come in and take you out of that darkness, take you out of that deepest gloom, and bring you to a place where there is light, where he can break your chains. I like that, that our God is able to deliver us. He is able to lead us out of darkness. He is able to lead us out of pain. He is able to uh, lead us out of distress. Uh, he is a chain breaker. Sometimes we, we start listening to ourselves and the lies of the enemy that, you know, there is no hope. I, I can't break free from this. This is my lot in life. And that's not, you don't know who your God is. You've forgotten who your God is. 
He is a God that will break those chains of despair, of gloom, of depression. He is the God that can set us free from those bondages that are out there in life. That's who he is. He's a God that can shatter our chains. Not just break it, he can shatter them. They're totally gone. That's who our God is. And as we start to think about what our God, who our God is, what he can do, thanksgiving should start to arise. Because our God, he is able to lead us out of darkness and break the chains of even, the, even of the deepest distress. Then fourth thing, going right along with that, we should offer a new song of thanksgiving as our God breaks down prison walls. Psalm 107, 15, 16. Let them praise the Lord for his great love, for the wonderful things he has done for them, for he broke down their prison gates of bronze and cut apart their bars of iron. You know, sometimes circumstances in life can bring us to a place where we feel like we're in a prison, where we feel that there's literal iron gates, bronze gates around us that we know in the natural that that's impossible to break. But have you forgotten that our God is the God of the impossible? Our God is able to do things that no one else can do. And, you know, sometimes we can get to that place where, you know, we feel trapped or we don't think that anything's going to change and we, we give up emotionally, spiritually, physically. That could happen. It happens to a lot of people. It can happen to us. Sometimes we just feel like, I'm in prison, Pastor. I don't see a way out. I don't see how anything can change. And again, I just feel the Lord saying to us, have you forgotten who I am? Have you forgotten what I am able to do? Because I am the God of hope. I am the God that can open prison doors. I am the God that can break down prison walls. I am the God that can break prison bars. So much so that there's not even any bars left. We serve a God who sets the captive free, who opens prison doors and sets us to freedom. Friend, maybe you're here today or you're watching us today and you feel like you're in a prison and you don't have any way of escape, that you're in for a lifelong sentence. I want to remind you something. Remind yourself of who your God is. He is a God that breaks our prison bars. He is a God that can lead us out of prison. He can open that prison door that you might escape, that you might be free from all of that torment. Whatever wall maybe you feel is there that is separating you from getting to your goals, God's able to remove the wall, take out the whole thing. That's a pretty cool thing that God does. There's always hope with God. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. And he wants to remind us today, that's who I am. Don't forget of who I am. And I am able to do these things. And as you begin to trust and look to me, a song of thanksgiving will begin to arise. Number five, in giving a new song of thanksgiving, we need to realize afresh that God heals. Our God can heal us from all diseases. He is a healer when there is no cure. Even when there's something we've done that we've brought it upon ourselves, he is still the God who heals. Verses 17 and 20, it says, Some were fools. They rebelled and suffered for their sins. 
They couldn't stand the thought of food, and they were knocking on death's door. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. You know, sometimes in life, we contribute to our own health issues. As we do things that we shouldn't do. Uh, we practice things and do, you know, uh, ignore certain things of life and thinking that, oh, it's not going to affect me, but it does affect us. You know, our bodies have been designed very carefully by God. And when we do things uh, to our bodies that God tells us, don't do this. This is not good for you to do. There are consequences. See, you're, you're allowed to do anything you want. You can live any way you want. However, you're not free when it comes to the consequences. There are consequences in doing whatever you want. You know, even in our own bodies, that as we respond and let's say we do unhealthy choices in our bodies, you know, it's not God judging us. It's our bodies judging us. Because God designed our bodies to operate in a certain way. And if we want to do certain things that are going to affect our bodies that are wrong, then we'll suffer the consequences. Our body judges us, not God. You know, if you mistreat your body, it will respond. Uh, you can think uh, in the area of sexual immorality. Uh, lots of that today. Being encouraged today. Well, you can go ahead and do those things if you want. Your choice. But the consequences aren't your choice. There will be consequences. Your own body will respond to that immorality. And there will be sexual diseases that, that come your way. Not because God's judging you. Your body is. Because you're going against the design of God. So sometimes sickness is our own fault. We're sick because we didn't look after our own bodies. We just kind of did our own thing. We went for pleasure. We went for whatever. And we tried to ignore how our body's been responding back to us and trying to tell us that don't do these things. Sometimes we've lived in rebellion. Sometimes we've uh, made unhealthy life choices. Sometimes sickness comes from diseases and viruses that are out there in our world. And sadly, sickness is part of life. But, you know, in sickness, sometimes you can get so sick that we're at death's door. And there is no hope. There's no more medicines. There's no more procedures that can help us. But God is trying to remind, have you forgotten who I am? I am the God who heals. I'm the God that can snatch you from death. When you are right at death's door, God can suddenly come in, turn things around, bring healing in your body, and restore you completely. That's what God can do. And he wants to remind us of that fact. Remind us of who he is. He is a God who heals us of all our diseases. Even when it's our own fault. Even when, you know, well, it was our own mistakes. You know, we were doing this, we were doing that. We were, you know, living immorally. We were uh, doing things we shouldn't have been doing with our bodies. And God can still heal. He can still heal. And the Bible says he just needs to simply speak his word and you can be healed. He sent his word and he healed them. Man, I've been really praying that a lot of late. There's been a lot of folks even associate with our congregation that have uh, gone through cancer. Uh, some have been beautiful testimony reports. Some have passed on. But we need to keep praying because why? God heals. 
Now, why he heals some and why he doesn't heal others, that's going to be a question we can ask him when we get in eternity to try to figure that one out. But one, where our focus needs to be is that, who is he? He is a God who heals. We sang that. Not only does he heal us of sickness in our bodies, but he heals us of discouragement, depression, uh, things when we get down in our lives, uh, battles that we're facing emotionally. He heals in all areas. The point for us to remember is that our God heals. That's who he is. That's who he is. And if we begin to focus on who he is and begin to seek him, there's far more healings that we should see. And I really believe we're coming into a season where we're going to start seeing more and more healings take place. I really believe that. And if we would start focusing on who he is, instead of all the circumstances that are around us and all the reports that are around us, hey, my God still heals. I'm going to believe his report. I'm going to go after his report that he is a healer. Then number six, our last point here, I'd like to just refer to the fact, as the psalmist says, God calms our storms. Have you forgotten that God can calm your storm? Psalm 107, 26, 30, very descriptive, especially if you come from anywhere where you've been near an ocean or a large lake. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at wit's end. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. We need to remember that our God calms our storms. We need to remember that our God can bring us back to that place where we feel safe again. Storms are part of life. They're happening all over the world. And, and I know media is trying to get us like, ah, terrible, terrible, it's the end of the world. And, you know, most times you can just go back 20 years, 30 years. Yeah, that happened before. So it's okay. It's part of life. Storms happen. But what God wants to remind listen, I'm the God who can calm the storms. Who are you looking to? Oh, we're blaming this and this and this and that. We should be looking to the Word of God because it gives us some reasons why there are sometimes storms, why the earth responds. Not God, it's the earth itself responding because we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing on earth. But he's saying, I'm the God who can calm the storm. See, when God is with us, he's in the boat. You remember the disciples, and they were in that storm, and Jesus is actually asleep in the boat. I don't know, I, I probably would have been like the disciples and saying, like, hello, like, there's a storm. Uh, don't you see it? Instead of resting on the fact that we're okay. Jesus is in our boat. We're okay. Like, we're going to make it because Jesus is in the boat. Well, they had to wake him up, and when they woke him up, Jesus said, peace be still. And that storm ceased. The wind ceased blowing. And that's what he's able to do in our storms. He's able to calm the storms. He's able to stop the roar of the waves, all the noise. You know, there's a lot of noise out there today, and it's just, you know, bombarding us. We're hearing all these things just bombarding us. And God is saying, you know what, I, I can stop that noise. I can stop that roar for you. Those things that are, are tormenting your mind and just bombarding your mind, God say, I can 
calm that storm. I can bring peace in the midst of that storm. I can bring a stillness in that storm. I can bring that vo- those voices that you're hearing, I can bring it to a whisper, just like that. That's our God. That's our God. He is able to calm our storms. He is able to still the water. He's able to bring the roar of the storm to whisper. When we feel there is no chance of relief, that it's over, God can just quickly speak to our hearts and speak to our souls. Speak to the storm. Peace, be still. That's our God. That's our God. And so this morning, you know, the the purpose of this psalm is really to get us back to the place to realize, who's your God? Have you forgotten who he is? Have you not heard who your Lord is? Have you not heard what he can do for you? He can do so many, many things. And I believe he desires to remind us today that, look, I'm still God. I'm still able to do everything that can minister to your heart and to your soul and to your mind. I am the God that is able to rescue you from your distress. I am the God who can satisfy your thirst. I am the God who can lead you out of darkness. I am the God who can open prison doors. I am the God who heals. I am the God who can calm your storm. That's our God. That's our God. And as we would start to focus on who he is, then there becomes an appropriate response. And the appropriate response is to start giving thanks unto the Lord. Psalm 107, 21, 22, it's kind of in there a few times, but it says, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Friends, it's time to start thanking him again. Start, time to start focusing on who he is and who, who my God is. And as you begin to focus on him, to be obedient to him, to seek him, to follow through with him, to, to give thanks through our mouths, through what we do, to give thanks through our giving uh, that we just did a few moments ago, to give thanks uh, for doing things for other people. There's all kinds of ways that we can do thanks. And I really believe that the Lord is wanting to remind us today of who he is. Don't forget who I am. Yes, there's lots of things happening in our world today. Yes, there's lots of things taking place. Yes, you may be going through some very distressful times right now. And God is just saying, remember who I am. Remember who I am. Don't forget who I am. I am able to meet your need. I am able to take care of you. I am able to see you through. I am the God above all gods. Nothing is too hard or too difficult for me to do for you. And so I just pray that as we end this service today that you would look to the Lord. He is your hope. He is the answer. Look to him. Look to him. And as you look to him, let a song of thanksgiving arise because God is wanting to give us a new song of thanksgiving. And you know what our old songs they can get old. I still love old songs that we sing that one uh, blessed assurance today. Yeah, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory. I love those songs. I know those songs. But he wants to give us some new songs. A new song of thanksgiving that he wants to put within your heart, within your soul, 
within your mind. He wants to give you a new song, a song of thanksgiving. So we're just going to close here this morning, and we're just going to ask the Lord to grant that and remind us of that. God, I thank you that you're reminding us today of who you are. Because, Lord, sometimes the things of life, the pressures of life, the distresses of life can sometimes so overwhelm us that we forget. We forget, we give up, and we think that there's no hope, that nothing's going to change. While you're trying to remind us today, listen, I'm still God. Do you know who I am? Have you forgotten what I have done? And I really believe that the Lord is really saying that to us. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten who I am? Have you forgotten what I can do? Have you not heard? He is the everlasting God. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the great I am. He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's who He is. And He is able to intervene in our lives. He is able to deliver. He is able to save. He is able to turn things around. He is able to heal. He's able to touch us in every area of life. There's always hope in Him. So look to Him today. Look to Him today. He listens to those cries of help. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. God's already saying, I am here. I am here to help you. I am here to deliver you from all those things that are causing this distress in your life. So, Lord, I just speak peace over this congregation today. I speak peace over people who are watching us online today, that they would experience the peace of God, that they would experience a fresh impartation of the love and the favor and the presence of God. I pray that, Lord, you would bless your people, that you would touch them once again, and that, Lord, that you would, again, those gentle reminders, you're still God. You're still able to intervene in all the things that are happening in this world and happening in this life, happening in our own personal lives, you are able. And so, Lord, we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen.